Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you today? Well, it's actually morning for both of us this time, isn't it? It is nine in the damn morning. I don't know how you do this every week. <laughs> I well, really don't. I roll out of bed and uh, stay in my pajamas and come over to my little uh, Skype box here. That's how I do it. Actually, today I'm fully dressed because it's a very busy day and I got to get the hell out of here as soon as we're done. So let's get the show on the road, man. Yeah, yeah. We were waiting for the helicopters to pass because, of course, I'm in Los Angeles and that's how it happens. I figured because we're doing going to be doing a lot of surveillance stuff, maybe they were just kind of, you know, flexing their muscles before we got going to say, yeah. hey, we're watching you, you little bastards little shot off the bow. Yeah, seriously. So I want to do a little follow-up um, from last week when we were talking mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, the, the shut-in economy. <laughs> there was a great article on The Guardian called The Future of Loneliness. It's a long read, but it's really good. Yeah, it was a very long read, but I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, this is, this, this is something that you and I are case studies for. To be honest. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. We, we were one of the first people that, you know, kind of dropped out and just worked from home. And we've been doing it for nay on 20 years now. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think we've uh, we've been through this. I know there was a period of time where I barely ever left the house. Um, and, you know, you go a little weird and wonky. And I know you did. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Well, I mean, I was the bellwether for every single delivery service. I, I started with Home Grocer. Then I went to Webvan when they changed, got the dumb name, uh, Cosmo. And but but even before that was Pink Dot here in here in Los Angeles, you know, yeah. if you could get it delivered, I would find a way <laughs> <laughs> and then just stay in, stay in and, you know, sit in my own juices for 48 hours on the weekend and play Quake 3 Arena. <laughs> but that was uh, oh, the good old days, the good old days. Oh, yeah. The good old days. Yeah. I mean, the, the scary thing about this is just how mainstream it's all gotten because that's how we're being primed for everything now amazon will bring you your clothes to your house and we will stream you your movies and we will stream you your music and now you know i saw uh, you know i'm getting a little ahead of myself here but i saw in the news this week uh, when you put this in it rang a bell I, I, taco bell's gonna start doing home delivery next year starbucks is already doing it you've got uber fresh bringing you food eat 24 i so many of these new new businesses are are their business model is don't leave your house. We'll bring everything to you. And this is so, so unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. And see, here's the thing. We've since we've been through this, you know, 15, 10 years ish before everybody else, we know how it's going to turn out and it's yeah. not going to turn out well. It's for not pretty. anybody. You're, you're going to get pale. You're going to get fat and uh, you're going to start uh, acting a little freaky. And when you are around people, you're going to be massively socially awkward. Oh, completely awkward. You know how hard, you know how long it took me to just be able to have conversations again after like I got I was unemployed for a while, like maybe six months and just lived inside, had everything delivered, never left my my compound. you know. <laughs> and then by the time I started to go out and look at the sun again and have to meet people again, it took another six months just to get my social skills back in order where I could actually have a conversation and look somebody in the eye without being awkward. And this is going to be the norm going forward. You don't need Tinder anymore because nobody's going to leave. Yeah. You know, we need uh, this is this is where teledildonics are going to come in and probably save the day for humanity. If they can just put a tube on it to impregnate the other person so we can still have more people coming, that might work. But yeah, I think if we get to that point, we let ourselves die off. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, this is this is a really dangerous trap. And this article is a really good overview of why 
Um, and if you are one of us <laughs> mm-hmm. and you work from home and uh, you you find yourself shying away from social interactions or getting out of the house, uh, read this and save yourself some time because we've been there, done that. Yeah, I just want to I want to do a quick uh, uh, just just read a little thing from here that really kind of hits home. Mm-hmm. It says, according to research carried out over the past decade at the University of Chicago, the feeling of loneliness triggers what psychologists call hypervigilance for social threat. In this state, which has entered into unknowingly, the individual becomes hyper alert to rejection, growing increasingly inclined to perceive social interactions as tinged with hostility or scorn. The result is a vicious circle of withdrawal in which the lonely person becomes increasingly suspicious, intensifying their sense of isolation. So it is a very vicious circle. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's also it's an incredibly gratifying one. That's that's why it's a trap. It's it's really easy and it's comfortable and you feel better doing all this sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's it's an extension of my worry about the Internet to begin with, which is, you know, you create this this circle of just people that agree with you. You the, the Internet enables you to basically never, ever see a, dis, a dissenting viewpoint from your own. You can only visit sites that agree with you. You can only watch shows that agree with you. You can only listen to podcasts that agree with you. And it's it's very tempting. And people do that. We I, I I'm personally convinced that this is why we're so even more stratified as a society these days than we used to be. You are black or white. You are red or you're blue. And it's blown apart because you create these feedback loops around yourself that basically only support the way that you feel about things and you are never challenged anymore. Now take that even to the further extreme, which what you know San Francisco is trying to do to us now, which means you don't even leave the house. So there's no chance of you ever running into anybody that dissents with you. And you get paranoid and you just sit there and go, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Tinfoil hat, where's my Taco Bell? You know what they need now in San Francisco is man poo delivery. They do. <laughs> so you can just get <laughs> lumps of, of, of craps spread around yeah, your house I, to make you feel like you've gone outside. You, you need to be challenged and you need to be frustrated and you need things to happen to you that, that you wouldn't choose to have happen. It's called life and it's what makes us who we are and it makes us people and it makes us uh, able to deal with other people. And, well, you know, nothing good comes out of we need conflict. We need yeah. conflict. Now, I mean, preferably not armed conflict, like, you know, <laughs> crap with the police. But anyway. No, I mean, um, it's it's again, it's one of the reasons I even like doing this show, because you and I disagree on so many different things. And I like that and I need it. And it's good for me to do this show with you and go, my God, he's totally fucking wrong about everything. <laughs> and, and likewise, <laughs> likewise for me. <laughs> and if you find that useful, why don't you visit our Patreon page? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this morning when I was uh, sitting in bed trying, I'm still on, you know, East Coast time. So my my mm-hmm. days are all screwed up. But I was listening to um, Radiolab this morning and there was an awesome repost that they did uh, of a show called The Living Room. And I'm just I'm just throwing this out here because it, it there's a little t- kind of a tie in with isolation. But it was this woman who watched this family across like in another building through their living room window. Right. And I, it's hard to explain, but listen to it because it is one of the single best episodes of radio slash podcasting I've heard in a long time. It was so good. Sounds pretty creepy. It's extraordinarily creepy. It's right. extraordinarily creepy. But when you live in the big city, you have to understand that this kind of thing goes on all the time. Yeah. Didn't Hitchcock do this in the fifties? Yeah. 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 Okay. Rear window and uh, <laughs> all, all those good ones. Yeah. So, Yeah. Check it out. Definitely. It's at uh, notes will be in the show notes at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 104. <laughs> yeah. So John Oliver, 
Let's talk about John Oliver this week. First, I, a quick note. I, I'm happy about the fact that everybody seems to be watching John Oliver now, at least in in my you know sphere of influence. Uh, because you know, when I run into people before our big show here on Friday, it's always, "Did you see John Oliver?" And normally, I, I don't watch it on Sunday night. I get to it. I actually watched it last night. I love the fact that everybody's watching. Yeah, I watched. I, well, this week I watched this episode a couple times. Um, because this week he went to Russia and interviewed Edward Snowden. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it was really Un- well done. Unbelievable. And I watched it with uh, my friend here in, in the Valley, and she was, like, confused. Halfway through this interview, he was very combative and talking about, you know, the different problems that come with him actually giving those documents away. Mm-hmm. But then the entire thing flips at the end, And this is what John Oliver's show is genius at. And it's taking complex problems (laughs) and and just, you know, boiling them down to what people will be really upset about and getting people to take action. Yeah. And which it basically came down to. Can they see my dick? Can they see my dick? It was very funny. No, because if if that was that's always been the problem. People are like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Why do I care if they're watching me? But then it's like, oh, they're looking at my balls. Well, shit, that's not cool. Are they looking at my girlfriend's boobs? That's not cool. And that turns out to be exactly what they can do. So, you know, reframing the conversation to, you know, Dickies, which I yeah. still stand by, and just Dickies and boobies. And it was it's a genius, genius watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you must have been a little bit depressed in the fact that absolutely nobody knew who he was when they did the man on the street type interviews. No, I wasn't because you know why they were in Times Square, which is like going to Disneyland, which is just the unwashed masses of ignorance of our country. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not like I, I bet if they went down to, you know, Wall Street or the financial district in another another place where people just generally are more educated, yeah. that'd be fine. But they would get at least a few more hits. But going there is, is that's a you know, that's a softball. That's a total softball. And I'm sure that's exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. But so it was good. But uh, what really shocked me about this is, and I, I have not delved as far into the Edward Snowden world as you personally have, but I mean, I've seen more than a few interviews with him and I've read a bunch and this is the most engaging I've ever seen him. He is definitely not one of these shut-ins, at least not at this point. He's, he's been coached. He's got some media going on and uh, he was really funny. Oh, yeah. Well, especially at the very end where <laughs> John Oliver's like, so until we fix this, we should stop taking pictures of our dick. And he's like, no, Keep absolutely not. Once you start giving up those liberties and then, you you know, you lose what you're fighting for. So he's like, "Keep taking pictures of your dick. I'm like, I love this guy. I yeah, love it was, him. It was very well done. No. Uh, and uh, in related news, the NSA and the CIA analysts are watching a lot of porn every day. Of course they are. Um. And this this actually comes back to something that's really funny. They're like, oh, yeah, the the terrorists are using steganography to hide, you know, messages inside the stream. And I'm like, is this the 90s? Because steganography <laughs> was like, you know, it was a cool hacker thing in the 90s. But nowadays it's like you've just got automated tools. You don't need them to watch the porn. Yeah, nobody needs to be watching it in real time. And they're just doing it because that's what we as humans like to do. Well, no, I'm I'm telling you right now, no. Um, I had a job where I had to do this day in, day out for months on end, and it 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 destroys your brain. It it melts your brain. And they've got you know psychologists and psychiatrists on staff to deal with these people. But I, this is a, I mean, they should get hazard pay for this. And if they're not, they're silly because it's just terrible. It, it what it does to your brain. Just watching people screw all day. 
with <laughs> with not with, with but not using it for the intent you know it's like you're watching it when I was doing it. I had to watch for, you know, flaws in the stream, zits on asses that I'd have people Photoshop out and stuff like that. But they're watching for hidden messages and things like that. So they're not even enjoying the porn. It's like it, it really screws with your head. And I feel I feel bad for these guys. They should they should quit and go work at Starbucks. Well, they're still a little bit better off than all those poor people in the Philippines that are just uh, watching our, our social network feeds for horrible things. It, it's, it's almost the exact same job. Honestly, yeah, it's much. almost the exact same job, and it's a terrible job. Mm-hmm. So after the uh, the John Oliver interview came out, somebody created CanTheySeeMyDick.com, which I'm is I'm a little surprised awesome. you didn't leap on that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think about it. I was so enamored with the interview itself. I'm like, this is awesome. More people are going to know about it. More people are going to see it. We'll get it out there. And then somebody just created CanTheySeeMyDick.com, and it <laughs> goes through all of the different executive orders and programs that they talked about in the show and... Tells you when they can see your dick. There you go. Good times. <laughs> and a little bit more follow-up. Um, I got a note from Adam Carolla's camp this week. Mm-hmm. Remember the old uh, podcast Legal Defense Fund? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where we gave money to and then he caved and, yeah, you know, all that stuff. They still haven't sent out the rewards. Well, why would they? It's done. It's over. <laughs> they're not going to actually pay anyone to go back and, like, take care of this or fulfill anything. Oh, they said they're they're almost there. They're uh-huh. almost there. To send yeah. out the rewards. It's like, come on, Watch guys. The, in a year, you're going to be bringing this back up on this podcast. And it's Probably. Still won't have happened. I mean, it's such a joke. It's, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's the nature of the beast. It's it's all of these, you know, we're going to get this up because we want our money. And then, oh, we're all done now. And, well, do we really have to go back and do all this? Yeah, thanks for the money. And why do we care now? Let, let's, put the, <laughs> let's put the free intern on this. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, I have a, had a little experience with Google. Uh, I decided that, you know, I have I have all these knowledges and uh, maybe I should go ahead and go get some of the accreditations for it. Why not? You know, I know how to use all this stuff. Are you getting uh, a certificate? I am working my way towards getting a certificate. And I thought I'd start with Google Analytics because I actually out of all of Google's products, I feel that one's actually extremely useful and for the most part, well done. And I basically know how to use it. I don't know the ins and outs, and I certainly don't know the big buzzwords that they like to call everything, which I'm going to have to make a chart for because I don't know why they have to give everything such weird names. But nevertheless, did, did you take did you take a class on cohort analysis yet? Uh, I think that one's tomorrow. OK, yeah. that's uh, uh, just that's mind blowing, bending, annoying, <laughs> terrible. I, yeah. Anyway, I feel for your pain having to go through that. Well, it's actually not bad, and it's it's forcing me to to use my brain in a slightly different way, which is nice. And uh, you know, it's it's part of my schedule. I've just made it part of my day now. I I'll take an hour out usually when everybody else in the world is having lunch because that means I'm not going to get any phone calls or emails for about an hour. And I do an hour of the training course per day. And you know, I figure in about a month I'll be able to take the test and get the little credit and stick it on my useless LinkedIn profile or something like that. Okay, real quick before you keep going, where are you getting the training? Uh, from themselves, from Google, from Google's training Academy. Do you have to pay for this or is it free? It is completely free. Okay. We got to put a link in the show notes because I'd like to take this too. Okay. I will get the link for you. Cool. Yeah. yeah, So it's a complete free training course. And then you go back and you do their, their testing and then you get the accreditation and done. Bob's your uncle. (laughs) Yeah. Woo. Anyways, the funny thing is I'm halfway, I was halfway through the course. I think this was like two days ago and I was at the point where you needed to go then set up like a Google. Well, I'd already set up a test Google analytics course. You had to sign in and blah, 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 do all this sort of stuff to move on to the next stage. And of course I tried to log in and Google broke. (laughs) Ah, okay. 
and Google was broke for 12 hours, at least the ability to sign into analytics. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Little now, little bump in the road. When was this again? Uh, three days ago. Was this uh, timed with the fact that their uh, security cert kind of broke for Gmail? It, yes, that was the exact time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about this in a minute then. Yeah. So in, uh, in Apple News, mm-hmm. I've actually got Apple News. Wow. This is going to be the shortest Apple News segment on any fucking tech podcast ever. Okay. I, I bought a 6 Plus. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's yeah. Th- whoever decided to put the volume button and the power button uh, opposed with four, you know, to, they're four supposed buttons. So you press the volume and you press the power at the same time. It's stupid. Ridiculously stupid. Amateur mistake. Um, slippery as can be. I dropped it probably 200 times before I got a case for it. And by the way, if you're looking for a good iPhone case, no matter which iPhone you're looking for, probably Android too. Magpul, M-A-G-P-U-L. They make uh, gun accessories and then they use the extra plastic to make really cheap phone cases. <laughs> I got a six plus case that's my favorite case for like $14.99 on Amazon. Right. Great cases. Anyway, great camera, battery life for days, but a dumb ass phone. Um, and the 8.3 update came out this week. I didn't pay attention this time if it turned Bluetooth back on because I had Bluetooth on already. Did you notice? I have not actually done the update yet. Okay. Well, next week you can you can yeah. report in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but now I mean, I, I've got my my culturally perfect emojis and I've been sending black thumbs up all week. Yeah, I'm sure that's great. Uh, I have not. I'm not even on a six yet, and I'm not happy to hear that you don't like it because, uh, you know, I really. No, no, not- no, no. It is a stupid phone. I love it. But oh, okay. it's stupid. Right. I mean, that's the problem. I think it's the best phone I've ever owned. But it, it's stupid. Well, I'm up for my renewal next month, and it's none too soon because the planned obsolescence has really kicked in, and my iPhone 5 battery basically lasts about an hour now. This thing, the, the battery on the 6 Plus just won't die. Well, this, in this two years, like, it will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, of course <laughs> it will. But I, I, and the camera is just, I mean, I got it for the camera. I okay. wanted that camera, and it is an amazing camera. Uh, so far, I've got, the only complaint is, the the buttons and the mm-hmm. size. And now I'm getting used to the size. And everybody that got a 6 Plus said the same thing. It takes you a week. Then you're used to it. Yeah, it's too so, big. I'm just going to get a 6. Well, here's the thing. I got the 6 Plus for the camera. And mm-hmm. now I'm going to get the watch. I'm going to order the fucking watch. Believe <laughs> it or not. Because I need to be knowledgeable about it. I need to be able to talk to clients about it. And it's a write-off. I'm just going to get the cheap, big sport one. Right. It's 400 bucks. I can build clients out for it. And I can write it off. So that's going to be coming. And this way, I don't have to take this giant fucking phone out of my pocket every time I want to see who texted me. That is true. In the news. Amazon announces Prime Stations. As a Prime member, you now get unlimited access to Prime Stations, an ad-free internet radio service you can enjoy at no additional cost to your Prime membership. Great. Just what I need. (laughs) <laughs> uh you know uh, they're trying to stay in the music business as much as they can uh pandora is still doing well there is a value to ad free internet radio people seem to really like it why not um i'm a prime member i'm happy to get one other thing i'll never ever use it yeah you have to use their app do you have their app installed because i don't uh, yeah i did when they first launched something or other and but i've ne- no i'm never going to use it but i'm not i don't listen to internet radio anyways i want to Listen to the music I want to listen to, not a radio station. I'm picky that way. Yeah, me but too. Yeah, me a too. Lot of, but a lot of people aren't. So I, I don't, I'm not surprised by this. Good for them. 
Yeah, good on them. We'll see what happens. See yeah, what happens. I, I, you know, we'll see if they. I've heard rumblings that they want to get into the streaming service game as well. So this might be their first step. See how well it goes. Because that's what we need: more streaming music. Well, that's all we've got, man. <laughs> that, that, that battle's already lost. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of streaming, HBO mm-hmm. Now is out now. Okay. Uh, I signed up. I, is it? I is it? it. Uh, is it the? Uh, is it Apple exclusive? I don't know. I thought it was. At, it's you could get it on different apps. You could watch it on your. Yeah. Uh, on your it. on your desktop, you can get it through. What what, what the fuck is Optimum? Um, now, see, I don't Optimum understand this that. because remember when they did the when Apple did their last big keynote, they said HBO now was going to be exclusive to the to Apple. Could be. Uh, could be. I don't know what Optimum is, but you can watch it on any laptop. Oh, here, how to watch. Let's see. Uh, Subscribe from your Apple device or a participating broadband provider. So you can get it through different broadband providers, but uh, I don't know. So that that exclusive announcement was just bullshit wording. Yeah. So I got I got it on my Apple device. Mm -hmm. And uh, yesterday when we watched uh, John Oliver yesterday, we watched it on HBO now and the interface is terrible. Yeah. It is ridiculously terrible. Yeah. But uh, then I watched, I started watching A Million Ways to Die in the West, that Seth MacFarlane, whatever that was. Talk about a terrible movie. But I was watching it on my iPad, and the volume that came through, I had my iPad cranked to max, and I couldn't even hear it. So I had to listen through headphones just to even be able to hear it. So their volume, they've got volume problems big time. Right. Um, but everything that you want is there. So... Now, is this a completely different app than the one that they've had already, which is, you know, completely different. This is not HBO Go. This is HBO Now. So there's a new app on the Apple TVs. So I had to sign up with that one. And then I had to put it on my my giant iPhablet and I watched (laughs) it on that. And then I watched it on my iPad. So I watched it on three different devices and it worked. I mean, it worked except for the the sound issues on the TV. It was fine, though. One of the things I really like about HBO Go, because I pay for cable, so I, I use the HBO Go app, is that they actually do things like uh, you can toss it to uh, uh, Chromecast, which I have, you know, I have the $35 little Chromecast thing on my second TV that's here in my office, which isn't connected to cable at all. Uh, do they keep that or is it, I guess, probably not since they're trying to be Apple exclusive. But so. and Well, I mean, if you're if you're just throwing it from what are you throwing from an iPad? Yeah. Yeah, it should be the same. If you if you had the app on your iPad, you're just probably using like an AirPlay equivalent to just throw the video to it. Yeah. Um, I, I just use Apple TVs for that. So I don't have a I don't have a Chromecast, so I've never fucked around <laughs> with it. So cool because I don't have to because I've got Apple TVs, <laughs> you know, yeah, Air, Air, AirPlay is built into everything. With I those. know. I just like to, uh, you know, try some out different things out and not be completely Apple boy. Well, I've got Roku. Somebody I got, I've got a Roku. Podcast. Hey, I got a Roku on my TV. Okay. So I use that in my personal TV. I've got a Roku with no cable and no Apple TV and the living room Apple TV because it's easier. <laughs> so, so LinkedIn bought Lynda.com. What the hell is up with that? Uh, well, I didn't know LinkedIn had any money left. I'm I'm a little surprised by that too. I, LinkedIn's got to pivot because everybody everybody I know just laughs about it. Oh God! And the the video in the there's a link that we're gonna have in the show notes that has a video talking about the acquisition and LinkedIn's grand plan to build like the economic graph to save the world economy is so ridiculously like farsighted and just have i mean it's it's mind-boggling how in like insulated they are with what's going on in the real world because a nobody i know cares about linkedin everybody's off of it that actually you know works because they're like well you know i've been in there for four or five years i've never gotten a job offer so why yeah and now they're thinking 
we're just going to map the entire economic sector. Every company is going to have a profile. Every person's going to have a profile. Then you link up your skill sets and then you can go learn new skill sets on Linda that will then go into your profile that then will get you hired somewhere else. I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. No. And I love Linda.com. I'm thrilled that they're getting money and support and all that, but to hell with LinkedIn. Yeah, no, Linda is great. If you want to uh, get 10 free days, go to lynda.com slash GOG and uh, you'll get 10 free days. Oh, look at you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a weird buyout. Okay. Uh, now, this is interesting. Uh, Delphi, mm -hmm. which is not the old dial-up service. Remember right. them? I do remember <laughs> them. I had an account. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a car automation company that's building a lot of stuff for the, you know, the, the automotive industry. They they basically just had an automated car drive coast to coast. Oh, okay. Pretty nuts. I, I feel like there are news stories like this that come out every week and have been for a year, but I guess this is probably the longest that any robotic car has driven. 3,400 miles, 15 oh. states, 99% of the driving on its own. Wow. Impressive. It's very impressive. Considering that like, like what, three or four years ago, they couldn't go like seven miles without, you know, <laughs> it, it exploding in the desert. Yeah. So that is going fast. Very, yeah. very fast. It is being disrupted. Now, speaking of disruption, mm -hmm. some guy has figured out how to disrupt the spirits industry. And I know <laughs> I know that between me and you, this is a good disruption. I, I like this one. Yes. So a guy has figured out a way to create 20 year old liquor in six days. That is pretty awesome. I can't wait to taste it. Uh, he figured out how to suck all the juice out of the casks and, and kind of, you know, you got yeah. You've got, you know, freaky faux aging going on. He uses science. Science. And like I said, this is a disruption I can get behind. If he can do that, because, you know, there was there was this fake thing that was going around for a while about how we're running out of bourbon because right. everybody loves bourbon now and we it takes so long to make. Well, you know, if it didn't take to, take so long to make, then we'll have more. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with this, too. And it's going to create uh, dual markets. They'll be, you know, traditionally aged and then, you know, this process and the traditionally aged stuff will be more expensive and we'll do some A-B testing and end up just buying the cheaper one. Yeah. And well, and also it, well, I'll, I'll buy the better one. But um, if it if it really works and they can get it to the same point, then we just won't have to age stuff anymore and it will completely <laughs> change the market. But then we have cool real time you know, spirits that then they can do like crazy experimenting on and, and come up with new blends that don't take 20 years to figure out if they're going to be good or not. Yeah. You know, so that's what I, that's what I'm excited about. I think that's where it's really going to open up that we can get like, you know, just experimenting in this compressed time frame, which will be super cool. I agree. It's good news for booze. <laughs> good news for booze. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Facebook, we, we, you know, we seem to talk about Facebook even more than Apple, which is a bit weird. Facebook has just been rolling things out left, right, and center. I don't know about you, but particularly this morning, ever since they rolled out there on this day feature, my feed is even more useless than normal because everybody's just reposting things that they posted a year ago. Cannot stand it. I hate that. I wish you could block the entire feature. Yeah, well, there are many things on Facebook I wish you could block, but that's, that's true. Uh, yeah, you know what they'll do, Brian? Mm. They will give you a full refund. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Damn good point, Jason. <laughs> uh, they rolled out something else called Scrapbook, which uh, basically allows you to create a digital identity for your children that they can then inherit when they're old enough to have their own account. Welcome to the world, child. You are now part of the human centipede. Exactly. So it's basically 
putting together a bunch of photos of your kids into these scrapbooks, and then they you can give them a name, and then they can be claimed later on when you set up an account. And whoa, we're just going to be living on Facebook. No. Okay. No. 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 I I have gone back and found old Polaroids of me as a child and burned them. At least <laughs> with Facebook, you can delete them. Maybe. But we'll see. Yeah, that is an interesting thing because I don't know too many people that would, especially at the age at which they'd be first getting their Facebook account, which is that tender teenage with the roiling hormones and all of that, that would want a full page full of just them as a kid. No, it's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna want this. <laughs> Although we're also narcissistic now, who knows what these kids are gonna be thinking by the time they grow up? I mean, honestly, we don't know what the mindset of somebody that is born now that is going to have their entire life online and on Facebook, what their mindset's going to be. They could just want to be famous. They're probably going to be going, look, that's a photo of me actually outside. I haven't done that in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> this is me on my first Uber ride. <laughs> this is me on my first drone ride, too. So um, now Time Magazine had a thing that was getting passed around this week where it's uh, you can now serve divorce papers on Facebook. This is a, I don't know how time has fallen this far <laughs> where they're talking about this, but um, apparently a woman who didn't have, a, a, well, she was getting a divorce, but the mm -hmm. husband didn't have a real address. So the only way to get a hold of him was through Facebook. I don't know how this has turned out, but she had to like follow up with texts and phone calls to make sure he got it. And in the article, like they said that, well, he still hasn't seen it. So who knows how hey, this, this is going to work out, but. This is a bullshit story. It's a bullshit story. I just wanted to me mention it because yeah. it was going around and just say, this is a bullshit story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, no, you can't serve legal documents through Facebook. That's ridiculous. Well, no, apparently you can. That's yeah, the Well, it hasn't really worked. So, yeah. so now this is a non-bullshit story. Uh, video game publishers um, are pissed off because people want to archive old games. Mm -hmm. And they 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 say, no, you cannot archive our old games because all all hacking is illegal. So the EFF is going after them, trying to get um, some holes punched into the copyright law so we can, you know, put all these old games in museums because the old hardware is discontinued. The publishers don't support the games anymore, but they're part of our collective history and we want to archive them for future generations. And also people that bought the games and want to <laughs> want to play them. Uh, they can't because a lot of the stuff is, you know, like yeah. the hardware, the hardware dies and you, you know, I can't go buy another, you once know, your, NES. Uh, once your Audi Odyssey 2000 busts out, that's it. Yeah. You can't no. ever play that game anymore. But don't worry. I don't know why everybody's all worried about this. Google's just going to make them Google doodles. Google doodles. Yeah, that's true. You just play Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles in the map of Manhattan next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, an, this is an interesting ongoing story. And I hope the EFF is successful on this one because... It is cool to have all this stuff archived for future generations so they can see where we came from. And, you know, game designers from the past, you know, have a lot to teach on all the things that they figured out on what a good game is. Because there, there, there's another story that I missed. I can't find the link to it where they're saying games nowadays are just too easy and they're no fun. <laughs> and games like old games were actually hard because they were games. They're not just walking you through, giving you a medal for showing up like you know, like the entire American entire education society. system. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all participation trophies now. Oh, man. But but you mentioned Google and Google just came up with uh, a new patent where they want to mm -hmm. save us from spoilers. The fact that it took this long to come up with this patent is yeah. ridiculous. 
uh, because I, I'm sure that everybody thought that this was an unpatentable idea. Uh, so yeah, they they want to save us from ourselves. Oh, so they're patenting white text. Yeah, they're they well actually they're you know it's uh, fuzzies, so it okay. fuzzes it out. If if yeah. somebody somebody in your social network posts what might be a spoiler, come on, people. We yeah. know just to stay the fuck off of Facebook and Twitter until you finish watching the show. It's all a little bit late now anyways, because, no, you know, nobody's watching anything in real time anymore. No one. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you know, you know that if you whatever you can yeah. if you go shit. online and there's some show that you've been waiting to watch, you just uh, accept it and avert your eyes. Mm hmm. I muffs. I muffs. <laughs> Damn, that would have been a good show. I was going to say too bad. We already got a show title. Um this is interesting news. Hackpad, the, mm -hmm. the software that we use for our show notes and have for like 50 some episodes now that was bought by Dropbox mm -hmm. uh, is going open source. I got an, I got an email yesterday that said that they're going to open source it in the next few weeks. So apparently that Dropbox still didn't work out too well. I guess not. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I guess you, we can write some cool plugins. Oh, great. Plugins. <laughs> Just what I want. Um, now Hulu. Yes. I don't watch Hulu. Do you? Do, no, do you I, Lou, watch the Hulu? I don't because uh, there's just nothing on there that I really want to see. There's a lot of people I know say that there's a lot under Hulu Plus, but here, here's the point though: they've mm. created a new GIF search engine to okay. take to take clips from their shows and use it as a marketing vehicle. So when somebody wants to post a GIF of something from The Office or whatever other shit show that they've got, they can use Hulu's version, which will then pipe back to Hulu where people might watch the show or sign up for Hulu Plus. I was originally terribly against this idea when then I just realized that, you know what? No, this is actually a pretty good marketing move. It's actually really smart for marketing. The It's an interesting choice because there will at some point be some discussion about whether or not even a gift from a TV show is copywritten and should be paid for or not. Because right now they're pushing its promo. We'll see how well that works. But since they have rights to the show, this makes sense for them to be able to make these. Eh, you know? it's, a bit, it's a bit like the sampling thing in the, the from the Beastie Boys in the 80s and 90s. We'll see about that because you're sampling bits from the TV show and then you're using it to promote your own service. I mean, they, do they have the right to do that? Do they have the right to chop things up? This gets into really weird territories. But I like the concept and I think the idea is great. Uh, you know, there was an app. There was a keyboard for Apple uh, for iOS on Apple that was trying to do this for a while. Uh, they weren't, you know, they weren't going the legal way. They were definitely just, you know, you could upload your own and uh, grab ones from the internet. And it was a funny little concept. I mean, I used it for a little bit. I thought it was, it's a fun way to text answer someone, but it's, it ends up becoming just, you know, too cumbersome and you get over it in about three days. Yeah. And it's just, I, yeah, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Okay. Security? Ha! Well, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. A uh, revenge porn site operator, Mr. Kevin Bolliert. Yeah. Uh, he got 18 years in prison. Yeah. 18 years in prison for uh, just hosting a site that would let people post naked pictures of their exes mm -hmm. and then ran a competing site that charged them to take them down. And that was the real problem. He that, was kind of okay until he did that. Because yeah. that is extortion. <laughs> that pretty much is extortion. But uh, 18 here, yeah. years. 18 years is insane. And the 
thing that was even more insane to me is how much time and effort he put into this when it really only made him about 900 bucks a month in in website ad revenue and he ended up extorting about $30,000 but that's uh that's a that's a pretty shady business and uh, a lot of work for basically fuck all 30 grand for 18 years i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> if you robbed like 8 711s you'd get 18 years yeah choose your crimes better seriously this yeah this guy should he's just in, in prison for fucking stupidity that's no, all and, it is. And, and i think it's he's way I, yes he's a scumball yes he did a horrible thing but 18 years is way over sentenced for what he actually did yeah I, this is this is a problem with cyber crimes yes uh that you know kids go in for doing stupid shit and then they come out you know hardened criminals yeah. That's the problem. We need nerd prison. <laughs> Honestly, we need nerd prison. So these guys don't go in there with rapists and, you know, violent offenders because this guy's going to come out just broken and damaged. I mean, he granted mentally he's broken and damaged already because he was oh, a yeah. douchebag from the get go. Yeah. But now he's going to be, you know, we're just breeding an, a, a bigger asshole with this. Yeah, I, I agree with the geek prison thing. Uh, that should probably happen. I, I thought he was a little bit younger than he actually is, so I have a little bit less respect. I just realized he's 28. I mean, if this, he's not a kid. He's 28 I, now. Okay. So, you know, he's mid-20s when he did it, and in your 20s, you're just an idiot anyway. <laughs> well, that's, you are an idiot, and I'd hate to see what we were like if we came up with the, the availability of all this stuff right now. It's, uh, you know, he's a scumbag, but it's hardly surprising. Yeah, 18 years is crazy. Now, Al Franken... Mm-hmm. who is just kind of a lunatic already. He's pushed, really, he's pu- I, I like him, but you like him be probably because he's a lunatic. Yeah. Um, he's, he's pushing for harder revenge porn laws because like there, there are no, there's nobody left in the U S to prosecute. So now he wants to give like the FBI, which I don't quite understand, uh, cause the FBI is domestic, uh, more power to go after these people if they're overseas and just doing some really stupid things it should really work on better problems that's my hey. only thing just work on better problems this is not that big of a problem i i agree with you i think that and franken is seemingly taking quite an odd direction with this particularly since he's one of the more internet savvy people in our lovely political system um, i don't know so, about that after this well <laughs> he's, he's backsliding let's let's keep in mind that we do have somebody heading uh some sort of tech thing that has never even used email and proudly states that. So we're, we're, we're a step better than that guy, but not much. Hello, pa- doggy. Pause for dog. It looks like duck, duck go is actually getting a second wind. Oh, uh, good. I, I gotta admit, I stopped using it and you've reminded me by putting this in the show notes and I'm going to start using it again. I, I like it. It's, it's a good search engine. That's, that's the thing. A lot of people are going back to it and saying that the results are actually pretty comparable nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I will give it a shot. And it really comes down to Apple. Apple put them into iOS and OS X for Safari. And uh, also Mozilla has added it. And it's it's starting to take off again. Yes. And the reason that it is uh, interesting and popular is they promise not to search your or to store your search settings. They don't track anything. They don't they're, track. Yeah, they're a trackless uh, search engine, which, you know, we we just have to take their word for it. We do, and it does scare me when on their settings that you can automatically save things to the cloud. I do not like the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Cloud automatically means tracking and and surveillance to me, but okay. (laughs) You like the blue skies. I do. Okay. Now, uh, you got a a note in here about Verizon and their super cookie? Oh, yeah. They're back in the news? 
you know how I get angry every now and then and something really grabs my my attention and I get pissed off for a week about it. Uh, this is I am so tired of how we've just gone ahead and shifted and it's no longer opt out or you have to actually go and opt out of things all the time. It's ridiculous. The default should be that you're opted out instead of opted in. Verizon Super Cookie mobile tracking program has finally allowed you to opt out of it because you are automatically opted in. So if you are on Verizon, check our show notes, follow the link, and do it immediately because it's ridiculous. Microsoft is now in the game. Uh, they used to actually always be pretty good about about this sort of stuff, but now you have to actually opt out of having third parties track your data if you use Microsoft products now. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> well, this goes back. This is Do Not Track, and Do Not Track is kind of a failed initiative from the yep. get-go. Nobody really pays attention to it. All you're doing is sending a signal to the website that says, I would prefer it if you didn't track <laughs> me, please, pretty please. Yes. But it doesn't actually do anything because we just ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's doing anything with it at yeah. this point, period. I'm just frustrated by the cultural shift and how we're all just kind of okay with it. Well, I mean, this cultural shift happened 10 years ago. This isn't, this isn't new. <laughs> Come on. We've been doing this for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably longer than that, because I think, what, what, cookies came out in 97? Yeah. I think cookies came out in 97. Once cookies hit the market, that Game gave over. that gave a state. Once we had state tracking, and once you could load a cookie with any HTTP request across, if I'm sending you a GIF from my site, I can send you a cookie. Uh, I got you. I know you. Yeah. And yep. so this is now uh, 18 years old and <laughs> it, uh, whatever. I give, right. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it wow. honestly doesn't matter. You're becoming me again. I am. Uh, so uh, New York officials removed an Edward Snowden statue from Brooklyn Park this week, and it was a really well-made statue. I yeah, mean, it was funny. I mean, it's such a hipster thing. It's Brooklyn. it's a total hipster thing, but it's it. I mean, this is a full on bronze statue that is not wee. It's huge. No, it's gigantic, and it's uh, got the eagle, and it's got his name, and it's very funny. Yeah. And so now there's a petition to uh, to Bring reinstate the statue. <laughs> um, this is how sad this is. Okay, this is a change.org petition mm-hmm. for the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. They need two hundred signatures. Yeah, they've got one hundred and ten. Yeah. That's not very many. Because nobody cares. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. And by the way, they're not going to do it anyways, because you can't just put anything that you want up in a park. That shit has to go through committee. <laughs> yes, it has you to go know. through committees, and has to get approved, and there has to be meetings. The world doesn't work like that. So, you no. know, change, that's, neither does change.org for, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, has there any, has, well, you know no. what? No, there, there, there was the, uh, the FCC thing that went through change.org because of John Oliver. If John Oliver had mentioned this on his show, there'd probably be 10 gazillion signatures. Yes, that's true. (laughs) So uh, Mozilla and Firefox has rolled out opportunistic encryption support (sighs) to to try and make sites encrypted when they can using using a bunch of different tactics. And uh, they launched that on April 4th. And (laughs) then on April 7th, they pulled it back because it was hackable. (laughs) So, yeah that 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 was a uh, a step, that was a step on the dick moment yeah hey, thank you mozilla i mean it's a nice thought make That's sure a it great thought first. yeah 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 just think of think of shit through you dumbasses they didn't I, I signed up for a job there and they didn't hire me so if they would have hired me then i would have told them that you know they should have probably thought it through better so, okay fuck them 
missed opportunity. <laughs> uh, Google let the root certificate for Gmail expire, causing quote unquote email hiccups, but also apparently caused some other hiccups because that screwed up my training. You used your Gmail login to probably sign into the training, and that's why things kind of yes. went down. Um, yeah, there's a 20 year option when you buy a certificate and it'll probably cost you about 20 or 200 bucks, 200 bucks to do that. I think at this point, Gmail has enough money where they could go for the 20 year option. But Jason, they had a budget meeting. They're not entirely sure if this Gmail thing's going to be around for 20 years. So they didn't feel comfortable ponying up that much cash up front. They had to talk to their marketing department, which then had to talk to the CFO. The CFO said, I don't know. I mean, we could change it to a mail. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> is it still in beta maybe that's why they're like ah, it's in beta we don't know if this thing's gonna last that that google wave though we bought that one forever oh my god google wave <laughs> and now we're losing plus uh, google 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 oh well still better than yahoo uh, we'll get to yahoo in a second <laughs> In uh, Oh, my God, we've got three Facebook things here. Let, we're, let's run through these real quick. Uh, Facebook has now published a new security settings guide called Facebook Privacy Basics. You can go to Facebook.com slash about slash basics. And they made a very pretty scrollable. I don't know how it looks on mobile, probably whatever. Right. Um, on the desktop, it's a pain in the ass to go through. But they do have really good information in there. And I think it's not a bad, uh, not a bad little uh, mini site from them. I looked at it, and this is actually one of the first times that they did a really good job of it. What upsets me is that they basically just change their entire security settings every six months, so you'll have to go back in and do it again and again and again, and it's always different. That's the thing. It's like, you know, okay, I can go learn how this works today. But why? Tomorrow it'll be different. So exactly. In why the fuck am I going to spend the time? <laughs> in six months, they're going to roll out different privacy settings, and it's all going to be foobard. So. Well, somebody in Chicago, or it was it Chicago? Somewhere in Illinois. No, yeah, Cook County, Chicago, uh, is hitting Facebook with a class action lawsuit over facial recognition data. Good. This is fine. I am I'm behind this because I never opted in for it. And I go to other people's things when I watch them put in a picture of me and my name already pops up. And I'm like, I did not say that was cool. Yeah. You rat fuck bastards. Well, so, they probably opted out of it, but then they, you know, they rolled out another security thing and they changed exactly. settings every single time. They, they, <laughs> I swear to God, that is my biggest pet peeve. And somebody needs to do a class action lawsuit against everyone in the tech industry for when they update security or settings or privacy settings that they always default your stuff and they don't remember your settings. It's done on purpose. We all know it. We all know it because you, you and I have done it. Yes, we've, we have. We've, <laughs> we've done it. We've been there. We're like, who's going to care? Really? Yeah. Well, nowadays, everybody cares. So Well, they don't, but we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> now, finally, this is a fun one uh, on Krebs on security. <laughs> I, I was just laughing. Um, the FBI is warning that individuals sympathetic to ISIS are mass defacing websites with known vulnerabilities in WordPress. Of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. So the FBI now hates WordPress, too. Good. Good. We agree on something, FBI. Now give me back my dick. Comment of the week. We'd like to thank our newest Patreon supporters, Jerry Bio and Kurt Busquet. Thank, thank you, you guys very much. Yeah, thank you very much. We're uh, still posting things on the Patreon and all the, that sort of stuff, and it's uh, it's going well. So I hope everybody's enjoying it. If you have not checked it out yet, please do so. 
Yes, please do so at patreon.com slash GOG or go to grumpyoldgeeks.com and click the big old button in the right sidebar. Yes. Now, this is a fun one. Chris Gehrig uh, gets a shout out for giving me a dollar through my cash tag. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I got this and I'm like, what? The note read one dollar for why the fuck not? So thank you, Chris. You are the first and probably only person to use my cash tag. I'm guessing the first and last. First hey. and last. <laughs> but I got a dollar. You got a dollar and it was clever. Very clever. Yes. Uh, we got some new five-star iTunes reviews, which we love. Thank you all very much. Uh, the first from Bill De La Vega, who said, maybe it's just me, but these guys don't seem grumpy or old. I guess knowledgeable, thoughtful geeks just doesn't roll off the tongue. No, we beta tested that name. Didn't work. Yeah, no, we, yeah, A-B testing didn't really <laughs> kind of fly. Uh, and we got another one from Wardito, which I, I hopefully I don't know this person. But uh, they said, great podcast. That's it. Because yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. I know a ward who uh, was a stalker. That would be yeah, scary. That would be scary. Well, that's great. We love that. So uh, thank you very much. The five-star ratings really do seem to matter. So please get over there and do that as well. And finally, Beach Mama has returned. Beach Mama. With a vengeance. Uh, she left a comment on our Facebook uh, about last week's episode. Good example of asking garbage to donate their time while you are donating your time. I've had several people ask for my help, photographs, etc., and never offered payment. Some of that I'm willing to do at times. Often, though, these are people who have enough money to buy new cars, take trips to Italy, etc., but don't want to pay me for my time. That's bullshit, and I'm not doing it anymore. Next time this is even implied, I will turn it around like you did. There is still a percentage of people who believe they are enti- entitled and that you should be grateful to walk the same ground as they do. Thank you, Beach Mama. I agree with you, and I love the stance. Keep it up. This is what everybody has to do is say no to this crap. I do want to point out that the garbage story was implied. It was not real. We use that as a case example. I, garbage did not personally screw me. No, 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 no. I didn't, no, what I... <laughs> I think she's referring to me saying if, yes, you know, yes, they, yes they, they should come over and play at your house. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's just as we're reading this, I realized that that makes it sound like that actually happened. Garbage has never <laughs> done me any wrong. They always paid me on time and they were lovely people to me. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Beach Mama. Good to hear from you. So, yeah, uh, if you like the show, give us a five star on uh, iTunes. Go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes. It will take you right there. Mm-hmm. Or uh, throw us a buck or two on Patreon. We appreciate it very much. Preach. Dick. At the library. Got a bunch of books this week. This okay. one, the first one is uh, We Learn Nothing, Essays by Tim Creeder. Now, I found out about this book because it is part of Tim Ferriss's book club. Mm-hmm. And he also had a podcast with a rant called Lazy, Manif- Lazy a Manifesto. I love that. Dude, that was so good. And yes, I immediately so. went out and bought the book. Mm-hmm. Book's not as good. Damn. Yeah, sadly, the entire book is not as good. There are some really cute stories and essays in there. The guy's smart. I like him, but it was not, that was, I mean, that was the gem. You know, right. that was the cream of the crop, the best thing out of the book. I mean, yeah, it's I, yeah, three and a half stars for the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the the manifesto. I think everybody should uh, definitely listen to that. It was it was very very good. I might check out the book, but uh, oh, we'll see. Um, I haven't read anything new because, as I mentioned, I'm going back and rereading the entire Dune series. I am currently on Children of Dune, and when I think about the Dune series, I think about the first book, and then I think about all the rest of them that were just a great continuation. I forgot how fucking good Children of Dune is. It is right now. I mean, who knows? Because I'm rereading everything. It's so good. 
It's way better than the first book. It is so political and so amazing and so awesome. I'm blown away by it right now. I literally cannot get to sleep because I want to just keep plowing through this damn book. Okay, and Frank Herbert wrote Children of Dune? Oh, yes. I'm only reading the original Frank Herbert series. I'm not bothering anymore with any of the extensions by his son and random sci-fi people. Okay, which number is this in the series, then? It is number three. Number three. How many did Frank Herbert do? I believe there are seven or eight. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. That's too yeah. many. No, too it's many. not. No, 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 no. This is one of the... This is one of the tent poles of science fiction is one of the finest series it's up there with asimov's foundation yeah so it's the vorkosigan series that i've been trying to get you to read that was like 15 books but you haven't gone back and read those oh you haven't even got through the first book yet well the first book is so damn long (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) okay well here's a short book for you it's called ham on rye by charles bukowski read it good book yeah i liked it it's like catcher in the rye but better yeah, well, Bukowski, I think, you know, yeah. Bukowski brings his Bukowski to it, so. Yeah, no, he's, I because, what was it, Post Office? Yeah. Was, the, was the, the seminal book that everybody sent me. I had, like, four copies of that book. Great book. And I'm like, I, I would like to read more, just to kind of get to know him. So I, I mm-hmm. picked up this book. Short read. I thought it was amazing. I, yeah. There, I, there's so many things, there's just, like, one-liners in there that are just, like, mind-bendingly good. He's, he's an amazing, amazing writer. And if you have never read Bukowski, I highly recommend that you do sit down on a nice, uh, on a nice chair and pour yourself some whiskey. Yeah, no, definitely. You, yeah, you got, you got to have some whiskey when you're reading Bukowski. Yes, you but do. It's, it's so good. It's so good. So I'm going to I'm keep diving into the classics. I'm, I'm trying to balance between like new stuff and classics yeah. to round out, you know, my... I, I got to get one of those new things because I'm only reading classics right now. Okay. Okay, now, well, here's a new one. It's called This Idea Must Die. I And this is from TheEdge.org. They did a, a book last year where it's, We you talked know, about it yeah, last year. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this one I'm having a problem with. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the best-selling editor of This Explains Everything, uh, brings together 175 of the world's most brilliant minds to tackle Edge.org's 2014 question, what scientific idea has become a relic blocking human progress? Yes. This is a tough one. Why? There, I, the problem with this one is it's so dense. Yeah. And the people are so smart, and I am so dumb let me, that it's really hard to get through. Let me just say, Jason, that uh, by the book title, This Idea Must Die, Scientific Theories That Are Blocking Progress, and then the description of bringing together the world's smartest people, I would be very disappointed if it was a dumb book. Yes, it is. It, I don't know if it's just I'm not on my game right now because I love the previous book. I thought the previous book was amazing. This one, though, is just really, really hard to get through. All right. Well, I'm going to pick it up. I mean, I, to me, this is one of those books that you don't just sit and try to get through. This is this sits on your nightstand for about seven months and well, you pick it up and you dip in and then you put it down for a while and you come back. Yeah, well, this sits in my ear holes because I got the audible version. <laughs> See, th- no, no, no. You can't. This audible one. Yes, yeah, this, this one is stuff. This one is definitely not audible friendly. No, 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 no. You got to look at this as like a reference book. You know, yeah, you don't buy yeah. you don't buy the dictionary on Audible. <laughs> good point. Very good point. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. Uh, I, the Hugo Awards. Now, I never. I mean, I'm a sci-fi guy, and I used to always pick up like you know at the end of the year Hugo books for like short fiction, so you could find really good writers that are just breaking out and all that. I, I never really paid much attention to the selection process or how these things were done. I just assumed that learned people 
read all these books and then made learned decisions about them and presented some of the finest works to us. Apparently, this is not the case. I thought it was just a popularity contest, kind of like the podcast awards. Well, it is. Okay. I, did not, I did not really know that, but apparently yeah. it's just done by ballot at uh, World Cons, any convention. So if anybody that shells out the 40 bucks to go to one of these can vote. Yeah, I remember and, Cory Doctorow with hat in hand when uh, uh, Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom came out. And mm-hmm. that he was he was pimping it the same way that people pimp their podcast for the podcast awards. It's like, please go vote for me. It's like, OK, well, no. <laughs> any, yeah, I'm not any, a learned professional and I'm not going to a, one of those cons. So whatever. Yeah. Well, apparently it's all being gamed now by a very right-wing activist crowd. You know, I call them the Orson Scott Cardies. <laughs> oh, they all got funny underwear on. Yes, and they hate gays. Okay, fine. No, yeah. so we'll just skip the Hugos this year. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with the Hugos now that I know all this. So, bye-bye. The, yeah, well, the only thing about the Hugos is those compendiums that come out at the end of the year with all the short stories are actually, have been really good. Yes, I, I enjoy them. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's a great way to find up-and-coming new sci-fi authors. Beats the hell out of Amazon's attempt. Yeah, just go go to Boing Boing. They're going to have the good stuff anyway. So skip the Hugos, go to Boing Boing. Software, apps, and gadgets. This week we have a special backup episode on software, apps, and gadgets. I'm going to talk about uh, travel for a second. I have been traveling, and the other day when I got back to Chicago, I thought that I left my external 2-terabyte drive at the TSA checkpoint in Pennsylvania, and I freaked because <laughs> I did not encrypt that drive. And that that's a rookie mistake on my part. I understand that. I own it. So the next day I spent, I, I, I did actually have it. I found it next to my socks. Okay. <laughs> so Which I, didn't, I, didn't I would argue is, is good enough security because ain't nobody touching that shit. Well, they were clean. Come on. Oh, okay. Uh, so I use, I use two specific programs to do all my backup stuff besides the built in time machine on Apple. I've got a, I've got a two terabyte time machine, uh, you know, extreme gadget in the house. (laughs) Um, so I use that. I always back up to that, but I also use Chronosync and they have a new version called 4.6. I've talked about Chronosync on the show before, and I've also talked about carbon copy cloner before and carbon copy cloners up to version four. Between the two of those, I back up my external drives and I also have a bootable clone of my laptop that I leave at the house. So if something happens to my laptop, I can have my roommate back at the house in Chicago mail me one and I can plug that into a new laptop that I have to go sell my soul to buy, but it will give me everything and I will only have like a day and a half or two of downtime. All right. And... But now I have used File Vault or File Vault 2 on OS 10 to encrypt every damn drive I have. They're all encrypted and I do not store my uh, password for any of the encrypted drives in my keychain. So when they get plugged in, they have to be they're completely separate passphrases, very long passphrases. And so if somebody does actually get into my laptop and plugs in the drive, it won't automatically mount. Yeah, Jason that's stores a, those a, on uh, Dropbox. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> Cond- Condoleezza Rice, you know, needs to <laughs> needs to get into my my stuff every day. But anyway, between all that stuff, it took me a day to to get everything sorted. Mm-hmm. And now I am I I can sleep at night not having to worry. I I could throw this drive in the middle of Times Square and say have at it. Nobody can get to it. And I have except, a backup of it too. <laughs> so except the NSA. No, uh, no, no. Good luck. Okay. Good luck with that one. My passphrase is probably about 60 characters long. (laughs) 
I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, I believe you. I believe you. You are much more paranoid than I. Well, it's a passphrase. The, well, the entire point of a passphrase, it's not Margaret Thatcher is 110% sexy, but, <laughs> you know, it's still pretty good. I'm going to start using that one, actually. Oh, great. Yeah. Now that it's in every password database known to man. Yes, but uh, we all have the, you know, the retention of a fucking spider these days. Nobody's going to remember that in two weeks. Well, you know, that, be that, totally safe. That's why I read literature and I, I pick phrases from literature that I uh, adore that I, you know, have used for years and then mix and match them. So Bitsy, bitsy spider. Yeah, climbed up my dicky snout. Yes, yes. Okay, what do you got? Uh, I actually finally got a new uh, desktop mouse and keyboard combination. I got the Logitech MK710 because I started to get severely grossed out at how disgusting my keyboard has been since I haven't gotten one in probably five or six years. It was disgusting. Uh, so I got a brand new one, and uh, Jason always used to get mad at me when I would be typing during the show, and I've been typing the entire show, and he hasn't heard me once. This is a very quiet keyboard. I have to get used to the placement. It's a little bit off from where it was before, but uh, so far I really do like it. The thing is, I used to have a very, very quiet mouse and a very, very loud keyboard. This time around, the keyboard is very quiet, but the mouse makes this god-awful, incredibly loud click every time I click on it, and I don't understand why it's so damn loud. Yeah, Logitech mice are like that. Um, I, I'm looking at it now, and you've got the scroll wheel. Does that have the weighted wheel where you can just like hit it and it'll just go for days? Yeah, which I don't like, but you can disable it. Oh, I it. like that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was always I, my favorite. I don't, but you can disable it, so that's nice for me. Okay. Um, now, here's the here's the question. You're using a Logitech keyboard and mouse, which means you're still on your goddamn PC, aren't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got the laptop right next to me, the Mac, and it's recording everything, but I'm okay. using the, you know, for my whatever. I'll get there eventually. No, you won't. I'm no. halfway there. No, you won't. Just, you know, just embrace the fact that you're not going to a Mac. At some point, this desktop will crap out on me, at which point I will switch full to the Mac. Okay. I I'm promise. Not, you're going to come over here and, like, I'm going to pour a glass of water in it. You. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, this desktop has survived Dr. Pepper being spilled in it. Okay, well then. <laughs> I don't know, maybe gasoline and a match. How's that? Okay. Try not to take out my house. Media Candy. I've never been a Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> I'd be worried if you were. Exactly. He lives down the street from where I'm at now, or used to live there until they kicked him out and he had to move. And uh, actually, the liquor store down the street uh, was on TMZ one day because his buddy barred his Fisker and backed into the poles. And you can see it every time you go there now. <laughs> but uh, I did watch the Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber. And I oh. have to say that it was really, really funny. I heard it was very funny. This is one of those things where I so don't care about Justin Bieber, even the idea of him being roasted. I don't care about. I saw the clip with Martha Stewart. Very funny. For me, this is totally like, all right, I'll watch the clips that pop up that people say are the best. See, the funny thing about the Comedy Central roasts are when a comedian gets up, they roast the entire panel. And then yeah. at the very end, they do like 30 seconds on the, the guy that they're roasting. Right. And that's where the, the funny parts come in, because, you know, anybody that talks about Jeff Ross, who is usually the roast master general, who wasn't this time, which was bizarre, but the new guy was really good. Um, just them talking about all the other comedians is worth the price of admission because they are so damn funny. <laughs> and uh, the uncensored version, I thought, was just excellent. I laughed. I laughed the entire time. And there were many times when I was in tears. 
All right. So if you well, want something funny, definitely check it out. I, I do. So maybe I'll take a look. Uh, I have bad news. More bad news? I have very bad news. Yep. I was very, very excited about Twin Peaks coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, David Lynch pulled out because he didn't get the money he wanted. David Lynch has now pulled out of the Twin Peaks reboot. And there is no Twin Peaks reboot without David Lynch. Or it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. Anyways, there's no Twin Peaks without David Lynch. It can't happen. As upset as I thought I was, the cast members made a video begging for Lynch's return in order to hashtag save Twin Peaks. And it is very well done. It's very cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, and I don't know if it's going to work. No. Showtime has enough money. They can shell out another few hundred grand or even another few million. Who cares? Get David Lynch back. Yeah, get David Lynch back. And to be fair, it's not uh, David Lynch's salary. He is demanding money to be able to do it correctly. So it's uh, it's production budget. Okay. Well, still, a couple more million. Throw yep. it at him. Get, get it in there. It we all done. want to see this done. Yeah. No. I mean, who, who knows? This whole thing could be manufactured. I probably won't even have a DVD player by the time you're done with this and put out the DVD sets, but I will buy them Showtime. Well, you can get Show Now okay. <laughs> when that I comes will, out. Whatever. <laughs> I will buy Show Now if I can get this. Uh, and other things returning? Uh, I'm not so thrilled about this one. I finally did listen to Serial, like, as I mentioned, and I really enjoyed it. So there's going to be a new podcast uh, that will pick up where Serial left off, except it's entirely by the defense team. So therefore, it's going to be incredibly one-sided. Yeah, this is dumb. This yeah, is this just is dumb. This is propaganda, and it's not journalism. It's nothing, and I will not listen to it. It yeah, it come, comes from uh, the person who brought the story to what's her nuts from Syria? Sarah 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 Koenig. Sarah Koenig. Koenig. Yeah, um, it was actually a journalist and made the entire thing interesting. Yeah, her delivery and her research and her just sometimes blind naivete really kind of made Serial that much more interesting. This is going to be completely different and has, I, I don't know, I don't know wh why because, they're going to do this. Because, well, uh, publicity. Uh, you yeah. don't, I mean, you know, they're still, they're trying to raise money. They're trying to get people in. They know people are interested right now. So, you know, it's understandable that they're doing it, but I'm certainly not going to listen to it. Yeah, it's propaganda for me. Yes, I agree. Uh, Martin Gore from Depeche Mode is putting out an album, which I'm excited about, Depeche Mode being one of my favorite bands of all time. And Martin Gore, I believe, to be one of our generation's finest lyricists. So he was the singer? No. Well, he sings some of the songs. Okay. But uh, no, the main singer is David Gahan, who is one of the better showmen out there. Uh, but Martin Gore has written almost all of the songs. And he, okay, he usually sings like one or two per album. Uh, he has put out a solo album. Unfortunately, one of the most brilliant lyricists of all time has released an instrumental album. <laughs> sorry, man. Oh, I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> I feel for your pain, man. It's good. I mean, I like what he's written, but oh, man, I'm so disappointed. Well, it's like after Danzig left the Misfits and he put out Black Aria, which was <laughs> which was this really terrible goth instrumental album. You know, I, I, I understand it's probably the same same feeling. <laughs> yeah, it was a bummer. So Paul Feig or Feig, the guy who created yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, um, I love Freaks and Geeks. Me too. Absolutely I thought it was great. It. I actually saw Seth Rogen uh, two days ago on uh, in Hollywood driving a Ferrari. It was very strange. Um, he has created a show for Yahoo. I did not know Yahoo was doing original programming until I saw this article on The Verge. I did not um, either. It's called Other Space, and it is quite possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen. It is so unbelievably unfunny. That I was just like, this is this an onion bit? 
I was actually angry at you for making me watch this. Yeah, I was angry at watching it. And so I had to share it with you because, it, you know, fuck you. It was it, <laughs> it was very, very bad. And I think it stars the guy from the AT&T wireless commercials where they go around and say it's the world's wa- largest wireless network and they're bringing the message to people. Okay. Yeah, it stars that guy. This is horrible. It's terrible. There was it's there was terrible. not one funny joke in the entire thing. No. And, uh, so so good luck, Yahoo. I'm really glad that you're 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 really trying here. Yeah, good luck with that. So speaking of things that are incredibly unfunny, uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Not a fan. No, he's terrible. I've watched it once or twice. It's absolutely horrible. It's never funny, except for this one skit, which is amazing. So uh, Seth brings Jon Snow to a dinner party, and I was rolling on the floor laughing. This is a good intro to uh, Game of Thrones premiere on Sunday. Wait, Game of Thrones is this Sunday? Sunday, man. Oh, dude, so I got, didn't know. <laughs> you got HBO now just in time. Oh, I did. Wow. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, I think Seth Meyers is ridiculously unfunny. Yeah. But this this segment, I was I was I was crying. I was yeah, crying. I was laughing too. so hard. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this was it was good. I thought I like I saw it, it was like five and a half minutes. I'm like, how are they gonna do this? And they it, it works through the entire segment you got to watch the whole thing yes it's, you do yeah now going back to unfunny mm-hmm. <laughs> lee <laughs> lee min bok uh has delivered eighty thousand dvds of the interview via balloon to north korea well it's because nobody here wanted them yeah i'm, I'm sure i want to <laughs> know what kind of deal he got did they just give them to him to get rid of them <laughs> probably i said and, and you know full disclosure i have not seen the movie but i don't think i will ever see the movie because i think that it's going to be terrible and everybody i know that's seen it says it's terrible yeah me too did you see it oh no. yeah so you haven't seen okay no i i didn't i didn't even have any interest before it became the hullabaloo and like if you wanted to be a good american you need to go see this i i didn't care and i still don't care and i never will care yeah no pass <laughs> pass uh, yes. And finally, uh, Daredevil is out today on Netflix. Another thing I generally don't care about because Ben Affleck has ruined the Daredevil brand for me forever. All right. I have to tell you, and this is not in my wheelhouse at all. I will not watch this. I don't really care. I don't. I'm just I'm just not into the comic book hero movies. But having said that, and I know you are and some of my friends on Facebook are and everybody is raving about how good this is. Okay, well, everyone. Okay, well, I'll, and, gi- I'll give it a shot. I'll so give it a I, shot. I, I mean, I, I, I watch Green Arrow or Arrow, and I watch Flash and Gotham and all that other you know useless crap. So I guess I can just stick this in the queue too. Yes, people are raving and saying that this is the Daredevil that should have been. That it's very, very good. And I need you to watch this to see if it's any good because Deborah Ann <laughs> Wool is on this, who was originally on uh, 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 True Blood, and I think she's gorgeous. So if this is bearable to watch, I get to keep seeing her on TV. Okay, I will be your canary in the coal mine. Thank and I you. do have to say, if you're watching any superhero crap on TV, go with Gotham. Gotham is the one that wins. The rest of them, eh, arrows, okay, flash, meh. But Gotham is solid. Not going to watch it. Are you kidding me? Love it! What the hell happened to Pendulette? Uh, I haven't seen him until you put this, uh, link in there and you know, it's, I I just saw this this morning. My roommate's like, did you see what happened to Penn? 105 pounds in 100 days. He lost 105 pounds in 100 days, which means I need to figure out what the hell he did. 
Uh, he <laughs> basically went veggie. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it, but he's eating several pounds of food a day. Well, no, he didn't start that way. According to the article, anyways, he was doing about there's, a thousand there's like calories a, per day for three months. Yeah, but you can so. still eat several pounds of veggies and still be under <laughs> uh, three or a thousand calories. Uh, yeah. You know, celery is negative calories, so you can yeah. eat as much celery as you want. But uh, the fact that he went from 330 to 225 mm-hmm. at age 60 yeah. in four months yeah. is like, I'm like, you know what? Fucking good on you, man. Good on yeah. you. I did, I did, you. I did 70 pounds in two months, but I was young. But the <laughs> fact that he can still do this at 60 is amazing. He looks completely different. Yes, he does. And which actually, always happens. Yeah. It's one of those weird things, especially when you're, when you're a bit older and you were a uh, Zaftig, as it were, uh, that makes you look a little bit younger because it fills out your face. Now that he's lost the weight, he looks aged. He looks like a chicken. He's yeah, got a, a gobble. Bit, yeah. He's got a gobble neck. But good on him. He's healthy. <laughs> and he's six foot seven. So six yeah. foot seven to two twenty five is you know that's a good good weight for him. Yeah, I am two forty five point one hundred and nine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm six feet tall, and I probably am close to like you know two forty. So I need to drop another 60 pounds. So I'm going to try and follow this. I, right. I, I, I think that it's time, you know, I don't want to get to the point where I'm, you know, 60 and saying they're, they're saying that you need all this medicine to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what triggered this. He's like, the doctor said, Hey, if you drop a little bit more weight, you won't have to take any of the medicine to keep you healthy. Cause you'll just be healthy. Yeah. Fucking good on him, man. <laughs> I love seeing old guys like us. Well, not like us. he's he's got a little get a little bit on us, but yeah, I don't know which age category you're trying to put me into here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Penn has twenty years on you, but still. Now, yeah. um, and just as an aside, the Rocks diet came out Ugh. this week. Ten pounds of food a day. Mm-hmm. Ten pounds and mostly cod. Ugh. <laughs> I love cod as long as it's fried, and I bet his is not fried. I'd <laughs> imagine not. No, maybe he's just having cod sushi. Doesn't really say like how it's prepared, but Jesus. And also the, you know, hour of cardio and 90 minutes of heavy weights. <laughs> yeah, I don't have two and a half hours and I, I'm never going to look like The Rock, even though The Rock is exactly my age. Oh, OK. Did not know that. Yeah. Me and The Rock are the same age, mm, which is yeah. scary because he gets better looking every day and I look like I should be in the morgue. That's true. <laughs> It is. I don't Maybe know. Maybe you should try that cod thing out. Oh, God. Closing shout outs. I went to the world famous Roxy the other night to go see Ride, a band that has uh, basically just reformed after 24 odd years. I talked about it a little bit uh, as closing shout outs last week, but I'm talking about it again because this is the best show that I have been to easily in 10 plus years. They were beyond good. They sounded better than they did the first time around. They sound... Just like their album, it was really, really good. People started to kind of lose their crap in there. Um, if you were ever a fan, you need to go see them when, while they're doing their reunion tour. Uh, and if you were not a fan, um, much like my wife, who was sitting there and had never heard them before, she has been listening to them all day for the last two days because the show was that damn good. Like she said, it's the power of live music. Uh, they were unbelievable. We have a link in the show notes to their best of. Uh, great, great band. Now, you're a huge Cure fan, and The Cure, yes. which I discovered this summer, because or last summer, because you told me they put on one of the best live shows of all time, and I went and saw them live, yeah. and it was the single best live show I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> um, how do you compare the two? Uh, very different bands and very different styles. Uh, Ride are very shoegazing, and I think it's just because I haven't seen them for so long. For me, I almost forget how good The Cure is because I've probably seen them about 45 times in my life. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, given the choice between going to see The Cure or Ride at the Roxy, I would take The Cure. But, I mean, yeah. that's also a, another big difference. When you go see The Cure, it's at a stadium. You know, this was enough. This, the Roxy's a 500 capacity. Yeah, so. the Roxy is tiny. Last, th- last yeah. thing I saw at the Roxy was White Trash Wins Lotto. Four. I think that was one of the last times I was there, too. Yeah, and, uh, f- four times in a row. I took, uh, I, got, I took everybody I knew that week, and I took uh, Fabrice from Millie Vanilli with me that one time, <laughs> which was a very bizarre experience, I have to say. Bringing a rock star to a rock show was strange. <laughs> I've done it many times. I'm sure it. you have. Yeah, yeah. You're the, but for me, I've done it once. So it was a, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've got a shout out this week to Roscoe P. Coltrane. James Best, the actor that played Roscoe P. Coltrane on the Dukes of Hazard, unfortunately has died. And uh, I loved the Dukes of Hazard when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of videos in the show notes. And, and amazingly, I found it this morning on they were doing a marathon on TV. So I watched uh, a couple episodes and uh yeah, uh, and I've also got a a family feud with the Dukes of Hazard versus the Waltons, and it's a <laughs> it's a very interesting clip, but not so much for the Dukes of Hazard or the Waltons, but for Richard Dawson, who used to be the host of the Family Feud, who was just such a player that you forget about the fact that he was drunk completely every episode and kissed every girl that came on the show on the lips. Oh, I totally remember that. I was never a huge. Uh... Uh, Duke's a Hazard fan, but I do remember Richard Dawson. He was awesome. He was so awesome. So on that note, I think we're going to call this a day, sir. Let's get to All work. Right, man. We, we got, get, we got yeah. some work to do. You and I both have a ton of crap to get to today. So it's been fun. And uh, are you still here next week? I am back to Chicago on Thursday. So uh, okay. I will not I will not uh, get to see you unless you want to come out to the lovely land of Hollywood. Yeah, I was just out there two days ago. Yeah, no, no <laughs> nobody wants to go to Hollywood, but that's where my office is. So, <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Grumpy Old Geeks is a fan-supported show. No, really, it is. Go to our Patreon page or at patreon.com slash GOG and pick your level of awesomeness and we'll love you forever. If you can't spell Patreon or you just pronounce it wrong all the time like I do, go to grumpyoldgeeks.com and follow the links. The level of love is still the same. We really appreciate your iTunes ratings and reviews. Please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars. Better yet, turn a like-minded friend onto the show so you can make fun of us standing around the water cooler on Mondays. You can also find us at facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks or twitter.com slash GOG podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 104. Dear Obama, quit looking at my dick. <laughs>